You're listening to the Mind Your Business Podcast, episode number 238. Today, I'm going to share the real reason why manifesting just ain't working for you. So, stay tuned. Hi, I'm James Wedmore, and I've built a multiple seven-figure internet business that offers the financial freedom to do what I want, when I want. And I'm the first to say that hard work and hustle are not essential ingredients for your success. So, how do you build a thriving business from the inside out? Now, with over 2 million downloads, this is the Mind Your Business Podcast. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? I'm James Wedmore. And I'm Jilly Cedeno. And welcome to the Mind Your Business Podcast. Jilly's back. I'm back. Yes. For those of you guys who did not listen to episode 237, all about answering that question, who do I hire first? You got to listen. What are you waiting for? What are you, what, what's the matter with you? We just recorded that episode on Friday, and it was the, you know, that was the first episode that you've ever been on. I manifested the ish out of that. So she's doing it right. Are you? We're going to get into that today. I'm going to talk about one of the biggest misconceptions that I think screws with people so much once they get into this like, oh, there's law of attraction and feel good and manifesting, vibration, frequency, all that stuff. And they say it in that voice. I'm just kidding. They don't. But I'm going to share that with you. This is a game changer. This is going to take your manifesting wizardry magic to a whole nother level. That's a whole nother. This is a game changer sit tight it's gonna be a good one i'm so excited to have jilly on the show you did manifest i really did yeah i like in the making i like it better because she's here in the office you know she's right across the desk from me so i'm not just talking to myself i'm not talking to you guys but you're not here i'm talking to somebody it's it's so nice so humanoids humanoids and one of the exciting reasons why i love having you on the show is you're like you know knee deep in the woo as well knee knee deep head yes. head deep over Obsessed. overhead just into the deep end all the rabbit holes and you just bought a course recently what did i you did i just enrolled in rich babe academy with catherine's and keena yes oh I, my goodness for those who know me well i'm yeah. secretly obsessed with her james jokes uh, i would leave him for her secretly <laughs> secretly huh i just met her recently i kept it cool hey catherine you you kept it cool huh <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> interesting to hear your side of events oh no no you you were cool but it's uh, it's it, the cat's out of the bag. Yeah, yeah, she knows you. But that's the second time fan I bought one. a course from I'm, her. Look, I'm a fan yeah. of Catherine and, and Brennan too. I, they were amazing to connect with in person. If you're not following Manifestation Babe, is he Manifestation Bro? Not online, but does internally. he have does he have the hand, ha- no. handle? Oh, okay, not that I know of. Manifestation Bro. <laughs> They're extraordinary. Look, sometimes you're like, is it all just for show? Is it all just what I see? You know, what I see on the Instagrams is uh, is just one thing. And uh, look, they're the they're the real deal. So true. Like just what this episode is about. They're not just like talking to talk because what is it about people? Then when they get into manifesting and they start talking all weird, 
<laughs> like right. saying all these like woo woo yeah. fluffy things that yeah, don't yeah. actually mean anything. Yeah, yeah. But, but what, what's that quote? It's like if you want to if you want to impress people, make it complicated. Yeah. If you want to actually help people, make it simple. Like I went to Abraham Hicks recently with you, and I was like, why don't these people just get to the question? Why are oh, they yeah. asking all these saying it in such a weird way? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We had to, we had to actually walk out, not because of Abraham, but some of the people in the room. I was just like, oh boy, oh boy. <laughs> um. Anyways, those are my judgments. Don't judge me for judging people. But uh, I also did earlier last summer I did Manifestation Babe Academy as well so I'm all about buying courses right now yeah I know good for you for learning and not being overwhelmed by courses because I feel like it's like Neo in the Matrix where you're just like or Trinity okay we'll make it female friendly for you Trinity in the Matrix where you're just like oh I'm gonna download what someone has been spending years of their life mastering and I'm gonna download it in like a couple hours it's always it's one of our um, core values in mm-hmm. the company is pursues personal growth and you really exemplify that. It's kind of one of the reasons why I wanted to do that and start buying courses was kind of for manifesting purposes as well because mm-hmm. being a launch manager and running launches but never buying a course before it really mm. got me clear and present to what the, the other customer, side. the other side exactly yes and what exactly made me buy like what gave me peace of mind yeah what were the things that excited me yeah well one of the things that Catherine asked me at dinner when we were at our the mastermind dinner was she she like kind of pulled me to the side and asked and she said um so you know you talk about all this woo stuff on your show as do i and she goes i know there are things that i do that i don't talk about she said are there things that you're not talking about that you do and i just had like a big smile on my face like yes there is. Wouldn't you like to know? Yeah. <laughs> well, I did. I told her. But yes, it wouldn't you like to know? Yeah, there's always more, you know? And part of it, and, and she and I were on the same page, it's like part of it's your own personal journey of like where you're at and what you're exploring and... What you like doing. Yeah, and just like what works for you. And, you know, that's your personal sacred deal. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, I have to like tune in and really check to like, what is it that the audience needs and what's the level in which I'm going to share it at? And, but you know, I always like to go really deep down the rabbit hole. And then you're just like, I don't know people are not you guys, not you guys. Other people are ready for this. Not you. I'm, t- I'm not, not you guys, but uh, everyone else. Right. But let me hear. So I definitely wanted to bring Jilly on for this episode for a couple of reasons. First of all, she's learned a ton from Catherine. She's learned one or two things from me, but she's also been demonstrating all this stuff in our business. I mean, we have a manifesting whiteboard. It's you're, I'm not allowed to write on it. Yeah. They won't let me. It's just for writing and visualizing and drawing out the goals of the things that they're manifesting. And like every time they write something on it, it comes true or happens or gets bam created. What's something that you've already learned from Catherine you'd like to share here? I think one of the biggest things that helped me manifest my biggest goal was I mean, and I hear James talk about all the time, like, who do you need to be? But I was always listening from a perspective of an entrepreneur and like what the entrepreneur needed to be. But I never really thought of it as like a leader within a business. So one thing after going through Manifestation Babe Academy that kind of hit me like a ton of bricks was around who am I being in the sense of like self-integrity. So for example, like if I am not experiencing self-integrity for myself, how can I expect my team to demonstrate integrity back to me? So that was like a huge eye-opener that I had. And then along with that, just asking myself the question every single day, who do I need to be today? To, or how would a person who operates from this goal 
actually how would they need to operate? Who do they need to be? So for me, it was like, who do I need to be today to run a million dollar launch? Mm. Were you out of integrity a lot? Were you felt like you'd lack self integrity, like not taking care of my health, not doing the personal growth stuff that I knew that I wanted to, but I was, you know, kind of taking the lazy way out, like watching TV instead of reading. Um, so I've since had a major shift there and being really intentional with what I feed my mind and not getting like lost in the media. I used to be obsessed with celebrity gossip, like before I worked here and now I'm like Kardashian who? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So really just being intentional with what goes into my mind so that I can keep it clear. Yeah, that's so good. That's so good. Well, my self-care was like, like this past weekend was doing nothing but play video games and watch Netflix Mm -hmm. because after those two retreats, I was like, I'm toast. And I gave myself such permission to do absolutely nothing. And even Chelsea was like, yeah, you do it. You do nothing. Just you go, (laughs) you go and you sit there and you be a lazy bum. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do that. And it was amazing. It's so funny being an extrovert married to an introvert because I'm like Josh running the events. He's like, Oh, I'm so tired. I'm drained after this. And I'm like, let's go out to dinner and watch people. Uh huh. Uh huh. Right. It's like, I know I'm tired too. Let's go out. Yeah. I'm exhausted. Let's go be around people. Yeah. That's how you can tell the extrovert versus an introvert. Yeah. So, okay. So I'm bringing Jilly on to co-create this episode with us because her and I geek out on these conversations all the times. And I think this is a powerful one. I think this is a really good one. So I just want to get right into it. Let's rock and roll. When people get into this world, a lot of times information gets misconstrued. Even it's this idea of just like having a head full of content doesn't necessarily give somebody access in how to be with the content, how to show up, how to operate. You know, that's just the beauty of this concept of like something like a frequency. If everything is energy and we can, we can, we know what our frequency or vibration is based on the way we feel, we can change the way that we feel. Like we kind of forget that we can just like change that in a minute. Mm -hmm. I mean like, and we can influence that. You can start, I can start telling some tragic story right now and you can change how you feel i just read in a book this morning it was like people all the time they get fed up with being unhappy so then they just decide to be happy one day okay happens every day hold that thought we're gonna come back to that because what people then do is say okay in order to get everything i want to be this awesome manifester i just have to be happy all day long Mm -mm. like 100 percent of the time just top i'm a 10 or I'm 11, you know, and, and if I'm not, then of course that becomes this unrealistic, not that I like to use the word realistic, but it's just an unmanageable expectation. It's not the point. It's not the goal. And it actually does more harm than good because then when you're not, what do you then say? Shame spiral. Yeah. It's the shame sandwich Mm -hmm. and we don't want any of that. So the best analogy I have for this is the movies. Think of your favorite. What's your favorite movie? Any movie that just not another teen movie. Are you serious? Yeah. I love that movie. And like not that many people have seen that. It is a cult classic. And normally that type of movies are like really stupid. That movie's genius. Okay. The scene where they're in the basement and she's like drawing a portrait and it's, it's like a stick figure. stick figure. It looks like our little Jimmy's. Yes. And then they and then they do the kiss scene and they like miss the kiss. Oh, were you going to? Oh, 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 I've watched that like from an acting and film perspective. I was like, that is movie making magic right there. Oh, I, I had I've no idea. I've seen that movie so many times. Yes. Okay. 
So why am I asking her her favorite movie? What's your favorite movie? So any movie that you say was your favorite movie or was a great movie, you are judging it on a big major basis on the level of how much it moved you, how much it moved you on some emotional scale. And it's movies that take us from one range to a whole nother range that we tend to love the most. Like the movie where the kid is, you know, bullied at school and then all of a sudden, you know, it's like, poor guy, oh, that was me. And Classic sports montage movies. So good. Exactly, right? And then, boom, underdog becomes the hero, shows the bully what's, you know, gets the applause, gets the girl, all this at the whole spectrum. Could you imagine a movie that was just happy, 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 happy the whole time? When I when I was in film school, we took a screenwriting class. Lesson one I learned was that every page on a script is about an average of a minute of film time. Did you know that? And on every one of those pages, there must be one thing, one ingredient that every page must be, conflict. And you'll see it now when you start looking in scripts and dialogue Every scene has conflict. Even if it's like the scene is like, let's go to the movies. Hey, you want to go to the movies tonight? The guy has to object. He has to go, no, I'm busy. What? You're busy? No, but, but. there's always a back and forth. It's never, okay, let's go to the movies. Wow, that was fun. Now, it's like my car broke down. <laughs> we can't go to the movies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's always something. And without it, you don't have a story. And so without a great story always has the conflict. And the conflict is always better when it's a full range of emotion. The, the climax, the very like the fear, the, the worry, the sorrow, the sadness, the oh my goodness. And then the, <gasps> the elation, the joy, the celebration, the excitement, the yay, right? So it's a great story moves you on the whole gambit and we measure films based on that. You go look at the movies that you love and they have that. Even this Not Another Teen movie, which is a primarily a slapstick film, it takes you on a story. There's a low part, you know, you know, all that type of stuff. But there's also these feelings of nostalgia because yes, it exactly. references other movies, but it's a full range of emotions. And so that's what a great movie is. And what if that were your life? That you're actually meant to have a full range of emotions, not like numb yourself to the bad ones and just be happy, 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 happy. And the reason why this is so important is because if you made your dominant intent to just be happy, 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 well, then just sit on your couch, eat Cheetos and watch Netflix. Because yeah. staying safe inside your comfort zone is like where those like, you know, not negative emotions are. What I'm offering here is that the more negative emotions, like the fear, the anxiety, the stress, the worry, all that stuff is primarily, not absolutely, but primarily is located outside your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. And so if you're staying in your safe little bubble, like if all it is is like, I just want to stay safe, but I'm talking to entrepreneurs here, and that's what's very important, then you're more focused on these positive emotions, you're not going to get what you actually want to get, which ironically will probably then make you not feel so good, right? So the goal is not to feel good all day long. The goal is to care more about anything, to care about how you feel, that that's what matters. And when you realize two things, the first is that you have a way that you feel about the way that you feel. We're getting like meta, meta emotional. So Jilly said, 
at the beginning, I said, hold that thought. Because you said some people get fed up. What was it with being unhappy? Yeah. So they're unhappy. And then they finally reach a feeling, a sentiment about feeling unhappy that they do something with it. That's amazing. I feel fed up that I'm unhappy. Right? So the question is, it's not feel good all day. It's care and get present to how you do feel and how you feel about how you feel. Mm -hmm. Is this making sense? So for example, let's in the context of business, when you feel afraid, when you feel fear, the question is, how do you feel about feeling afraid? Which most people don't ask themselves, but they probably feel, I don't know, like what's what's an example of how someone you've seen, because Julie's also one of our head coaches for our coaching program. How would you get, if we have to assume, someone's afraid, like they're, they're frozen, they, they don't want to do that Facebook Live, that first live, or they don't want to launch and they're afraid, and you ask them, how do you feel about being afraid? How do you think they might respond to that? I think they might say, like, they're embarrassed that they're mm-hmm. afraid. Yeah, it definitely goes in that shame spiral mm-hmm. you were talking about. It's like, I, it's, I feel terrible, I feel awful, I feel like I'm not enough, I feel like I can't do it, I feel, I feel embarrassed that I'm afraid. Okay, that's the level we want to change this. So when I'm afraid, here's how I feel. If you were asking me, well, James, how do you, do you ever get afraid? Yes, I get afraid. But the difference is how I feel when I feel fear. When, in the context of business, not a dark alley or like not in the... the in the face it? of a lion. Yeah, safari. <laughs> I was in the say Sahara safari. Not when I'm in the jungles of Africa and there's a female lion and her cubs looking me in the eye. That's real fear. That's me like a little scared, like, oh my gosh, I'm going to get eaten. And my voice gets real high pitched. My wife thinks that's super attractive. It's her favorite. It's her favorite. In the context of business and growth, right? Especially as a personal brand. Oh, yeah, absolutely. hundred percent. So when I feel fear, I go, I feel excited. I feel this is an amazing opportunity where I get to find growth. This is where I get to grow next. I'm excited. I'm lit up with positive. Yes, I'm afraid. You can have a feeling. You can have a sentiment about how you feel. Yeah, emotions are like a mirror. They're just pointing to what is really going on. Yes, and that's what we're going to get into. So the first piece here is for you to have to give yourself full permission to feel whatever the F you want to feel. Just observe it. 100%. And and to then now start looking at how you feel about how you feel. It's amazing that you feel afraid because that means you're going towards something that's outside your comfort zone. That means you're going towards greatness. That's something that's going to cause you to grow in some way. And you should feel amazing about that. Even sadness is a great one. So Chelsea and I lost our dog about three years ago and it was tough. And I remember feeling a level of sadness that I'd really not felt. I've never had, I mean, this is like right now, knock on wood, like I've never had anyone very close to me die. Like even my grandparents passed away before I was born. So to like you know, have this dog come in your life and then to see how distraught Chelsea was about it. There was a lot of sadness behind that sadness was gratitude, gratitude of experiencing that depth of love and mm-hmm. compassion and sadness. What's behind your sadness or your whatever that emotion is. I was looking at that saying, this is, you know, this is, it will pass just like everything else. But right now I'm in, 
you know, mourning for, you know, for lack of a better term, but like I was, we were really sad and Chelsea was sad. And I was like, behind that was how beautiful is this, that we get to be sad together, that we get to be there for each other and we get to experience this emotion. And this is the difference. I, I really think this is the difference, but instead people go the opposite. They said, okay, all this, I heard all this woo woo stuff. Now I have to feel happy all day, every day. And then when they have a bad day, when they don't, when they get upset, when they get angry, when they have anxiety, how do they then feel? Gosh darn it, why did I feel this way? No, something's gonna be attracted into my life now. Ah, no, 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 I'm, re I'm reversing, I'm getting worse, this isn't working. No, look at how you're feeling about how you're feeling. You're, you're That's what's reversing your progress. Exactly, yes, ah, oh. like ease up. Like just observe yourself being a human trying to figure this all out and laugh at it. Look at me being human today because I am in my humanness and I'll figure it out tomorrow and there's always tomorrow and that'll be a little bit better. That'll be a little less crazy. And that's where like self-love comes in. And the self-love is behind any emotion that you choose to feel, whether it's consciously or unconsciously that you're choosing it. So that giving sense. yourself permission to be sad is a version of self. -love. Yes. Oh, a hundred percent. And, and going that this isn't permanent either. I think, I, I think I found myself into that story of this is how it is, that mm -hmm. this is going to last, or this is permanent and, and nothing's permanent. The only thing that's permanent is change. Mm -hmm. The only thing constant is change. So even this state will change, but you know what they say is what you resist persists. Persist. And I learned something from Catherine during the Manifestation Bay yeah, Academy. And she really gave me perspective in that the universe only really cares if you are happy or high vibe or your highest version of yourself, whatever you want to call it, like 51% or more of the time. Yeah. So and if you can just make that the goal, like just 51% or even being a, the observer of your thought 51% of the time, yeah. you're on the right path. But it's funny too that you say it like the universe cares as if it's like... <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, does a mirror care how you look, you know, 51% of the time? But it's just going to... Look, if, it's, yeah. if you're doing it more than half, you're going to see more of a difference. Mm -hmm. You know, if you are feeling or being or exuding something bigger, better, or higher than your past, your circumstances, what has been so in the past, you're going to see change. That's the ultimate message is despite the bank account, despite the lack of time, despite your environment, despite the people around you, however they might be supporting you or not supporting you or whatever they're saying or doing to you, can you hold a state that's higher than that, mm -hmm. that speaks to something bigger, better, badder, badder asser, mm -hmm. then if more than 51% of the time, science, <laughs> then you'll see change. You'll see something in that direction. But where people are not looking is to how they feel about how they feel. And you have full permission to be a human having a full range of emotion. And that's the point. How would you even know if you're happy if you've never been unhappy in the well, first place? And then that brings up the next big piece, which is this is to give you contrast. And I can't tell you how many coaching calls and sessions and stuff we've had where people say like, well, I don't know what I want. I don't know what I want. And I say, okay, well, all right, all right, all right, all right. What is it that you don't want? What is it you're sick of? What is it you're done with? And then they're like, well, how much time do you have? And then it's just like, all right, what's the opposite of that, mm -hmm. right? And so we need contrast to create clarity. And so can there be gratitude at the very least? That's why people always talk about gratitude. Hello, because the gratitude can be behind 
everything. Grateful for this experience of contrast. And what do I mean by contrast? It means you got to have something that you didn't like to know what you do. You know, you go to the buffet at Vegas and you put the broccoli on your plate and you're like, bleh, that's gross. Well, great. You didn't come here to eat everything at the buffet. You came here to eat only what you love. And it's through a process of elimination. And that's part of the journey. It's like to get more clear on what you do like, you got to do all the things that you don't like. Not all the things, but that helps until you boom, you find, ah, this is it. And just like you said, there's so much more, so much a deeper gratitude for experiencing what you do want when you've had the experiences of the opposite. Mm -hmm. You know, like every day, I just, as much as I can, I hope I do this every day as much as I can. But I, I try and have as much gratitude for where I'm at and what I have and all the opportunities because I, you know, I was never like one of these tragic stories of someone like homeless or out on the street. But, you know, when you're lost in your life mm-hmm. and living at your parents and you're like, this could be what I do. Otherwise, yeah. like just become a bartender again. I was a gym janitor. I was cleaning urinals and vacuuming floors. I'm like that could be what I'm still doing today. I know people that are still doing those type of jobs that I've seen in our town that were doing them when I was doing them. I'll go to the restaurants that I used to bartend at and the same people working there and nothing wrong. I'm just saying like that could still be me there today. Mm-hmm. And so to have those experiences, like I'm, I remember like Christmas is really big in my family. Like we love Christmas. My mom just loves giving gifts. And one year, the only year I missed Christmas because I had to work at Splashes on Christmas Day. And it was tragic to me. It like broke my heart because I know it was like painful for my mom to have me not be there on Christmas Day because I had to bartend for four hours on Christmas Day brunch, Right. you know, because all I was doing was pouring OJ and champagne like no one else could do that. And, you know, I was like, this is never I'm like. I refuse to let that be my life anymore. And, but that a moment like that gives you so much more gratitude. Yeah. And I can relate to that so much because at the time in my previous job, I was just like miserable, but it was now I'm so grateful for that experience because it showed me so many things of what I didn't want to do and what I didn't want a work experience to be like and a career to be like. And without that, I wouldn't have gotten really clear on what I did want and found myself here. hundred percent. 100%. In fact, what we found through hiring process, just like how you guys have like a niche, like here's my niche of who I attract and work with. We found a niche of who we hire. Yes. And what we found was that the people that had the young, the, the millennials, those darn millennials. It's uh, not the millennials fault. It's another episode. <laughs> you're right. It's not. It's 100% not. They know how the world's going to work mm-hmm. and they're on board with that. And you're stuck in your old ways they're just smarter than you and you don't realize it yet. So another episode. Okay. And now again, they're not all that way, but for the most part. All right. The good ones. The good ones. Yeah, exactly. So we found a niche with who we were attracting. And a big part of it was that they were very career oriented individuals that had gotten burnt out in their mid to late Mm twenties. Corporate life. Yes. They went from college straight to their dream job and realized that it was a nightmare. And we're talking like seemingly sexy corporate Totally, jobs. like the status. Yeah, like the hot company. Oh, you work for... MTV. Ooh, let me be your friend. Yeah, and they got jaded by that. Mm-hmm. And like really like, whoa, I'm in my mid-20s. 
they're like, it's like their whole life flashes before their eyes. That happened to me. I of was course. like, is this going to be my life? My life? Like, yep. I'm so young. And am I really selling my soul at no wonder, 25? No wonder people work for the weekend because they're doing yes. the work for during the week, mm-hmm. right? So these are individuals that said F that. They left. And then we, the common theme was we found these individuals as their first foray back into the workforce. And that contrast that they had gave them immediately so much more gratitude. Like, whoa, things can be done differently. It doesn't need to be corporate life with, you know, hierarchy, bureaucracy, nonsense, you know, treating people like crap and stay in your cubicle and stay in your lane and compartmentalize. And we don't want to hear from you. Don't think. Don't share your ideas. Exactly. Just do what you're told. And it was like, whoa, I can be a part of something and make a difference in my ideas. That was actually a huge thing. A lot of, even people that we didn't hire, they said like, why are you looking for another job? Why are you, all this? And they're like, because I'm not being heard. Mm-hmm. No one's listening to me. My ideas aren't becoming realities. And that's, I think that's what people want. They want to be a part of a collaborative team that creates, that's goal oriented, that's driven. That's what A players want as well. But mm-hmm. that anyways, that contrast created so much gratitude in our culture so Mm -hmm. much like oh this is such a better way to do things contrast is just is you get to put your meaning and your relationship with it the contrast in your life you can Mm -hmm. either be really grateful for it and find yourself growing or you can be bitter and spiteful and just hurt yourself and and repeat it because you're just going to repeat your crap until you figure it out yeah i feel like people get so caught up with like law of attraction they just get obsessed with this like one law law of attraction like attracts like whatever i'm putting out i'll get back but there's so much other things that go into it and other laws that are out there too I i think law of polarity is kind of the one that we're talking about right the contrast yeah, so so tell me what you know about love. I mean, I only know a little bit, but it's basically that like you you have to experience mm-hmm. the opposite in order to even grasp or be able to recognize when the good parts coming in. Even on the emotional scale, mm-hmm. I think that really plays out where like you can only be as happy to the level of which you've experienced sadness, mm-hmm. which is a really interesting thing. Like how do you and you said that earlier, right? But how do you really experience this level of, and I'm raising my hand high in the air, this level of happiness, if you haven't experienced the opposite level of, mm-hmm. of sadness, it's contrast, right? And once you're at your quote unquote ideal happiness, you're going to experience something else that's negative. That's only going to in- show you that an even greater version of happiness is out there for you. Yes. So this is, goes back to one of the life changing stories that I had in my life, which was when I was just like at my lowest like the, the bottom for me. And I just, I, you know, I was frustrated. I just broke my keyboard. I was so angry. I was so impatient. I was so frustrated. And I go outside and I'm like going to scream up at the universe, at the stars, obviously like they don't care. The neighbors might. So I didn't cause I didn't want anybody, my roommates, i.e. parents to call the cops on me. <laughs> so I didn't, but I remember a voice in my head. It was my voice saying to myself, at least one day I can share this story. And the reason why that was a pivotal moment was because that was the first time I changed the way I felt about how I felt. I was frustrated, angry, and impatient, but at least I felt something more positive about feeling that Mm -hmm. way. I felt, well, it won't last. There's a reason you feel this way. It will, it will change. Mm -hmm. I will one day tell this story. And so I changed the way that I felt about the way I felt. Are you starting to get it? It's simple, not easy, not easy. Cause yeah, most of us, we haven't doing this our whole life. You've been doing the opposite the whole way. You feel, you feel shitty that you feel shitty. You feel crappy that you feel crappy. You know, you just don't feel good about not feeling good. 
And I get it. I get it because I've been there too myself. And that's why people say just like notice and get present to how you feel because then you can change how you feel about how you feel. But here's the last piece. And this is the game changer that's if you really take this on, it's going to be huge. We cannot live our lives as entrepreneurs always trying to just feel good, feel good, feel good, feel good, feel good. And here's why. When you feel a negative emotion, and this is why people don't even know why they feel negative emotion. I'm going to tell you right, why right now, when you feel any negative emotion, it is simply because you are operating from a limited belief. There is some limiting belief, some thought, some story that you have on repeat, and it's simply not true. And that is your emotion, the universe, God, whatever you want to call it, telling you to stop believing in this lie. Think about it this way. Why do we feel pain, physical pain, right? You put your hand over a stove, what happens? It hurts. So what do you do? You pull your hand away. Physical pain, that makes sense for us. Mm -hmm. That really hurts. I should probably pull my hand off of that stove before this flame melts my flesh off. That was graphic, (laughs) right? So we get that. What if our emotions was the exact same way? You've heard Jim Fortin say you are where your attention Mm -hmm. is, right? So what if your attention is on something and you don't feel good? It's the same thing. It's that higher part of you telling you to move your attention. Mm -hmm. But instead, we're stuck in a loop where we then move our attention to a negative place about where our attention is. Mm -hmm. It's like the whole rubberneck uh, when you see an accident, you just can't look away. It's something, you know, it's a dip. People talk about how it's addictive to be in that negative emotional state and you stay stuck there. But what if you could begin to train yourself to realize that when you feel this negative emotion, I think Tony Robbins says feel fascinated with frustration. It's the same kind of concept that this means you are operating from a limited belief. And I'm going to tell you this right now that basically everything is a belief Okay, but anything that's minimizes or is less than you as living infinite potential expressed as who you are is a limiting belief. When I say you, as in you, the listener, that you are infinite potential, that anything is possible for you 100% of the time, 100% of the time, anything said Less than that is you choosing to limit yourself. And if you limit yourself so much that that higher part of you doesn't stand for it, doesn't want to believe the limitation that you're imposing on yourself, it's not going to feel very good. So move your attention. Right. You move your hand when your hand hurts under the flame, move your attention when the feeling hurts. So I'm going to take you guys through an example of this, but I want you guys to be really clear with this. That when you're feeling a negative emotion, it's because you're choosing to believe a lie that your higher self, that God or the universe refuses to believe in. And you'll get it when we, when we give an example. So Jilly, do you have an example, any simple example of a time where you just didn't feel joy, bliss, and love? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is like probably one of my biggest triggers that I'm working on is anytime I have to be an ENTJ, I feel like my ENTJs can relate, but like <laughs> having to explain yourself more than 
once, whether it being to a team member or to spouse or your parents, just having to like repeat yourself over and over again or answering the same question more than once, mm-hmm. that so, makes me feel annoyed. Okay, so the feeling is annoyed. annoyed. And that's not like the greatest feeling. It's not the worst. Like mm-hmm. you can be like a little annoyed. It mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily ruin your whole day. No. But what's happened is, is so there's an event that's happened, which is someone is asking you a question on something that mm-hmm. you've already gone over. Exactly. Something like that. Mm-hmm. You're like, I've already said this, and they're asking you a question that's like, I clearly went over this. Right. And then you feel annoyed. Yes. Okay, got it. So that's the negative emotion. And what I said earlier is that if you're feeling a negative emotion, it's because somewhere you are choosing to believe something that limits who you are and it's not true. It's a lie. So let's find out what that is. Okay. So you felt annoyed when you feel like you had to explain yourself again. Mm -hmm. So what was it that can you think about if you think of that time specifically, do you know what you were telling yourself? Yeah, I was definitely telling myself that I didn't do a good job in the first place. Bingo. It's as simple as that. That's it. Okay. So if you are where your attention is in the moment, she's annoyed. She's not annoyed because somebody is asking, Hey, can you go over this again? Hey, can you answer my question? Someone asking a question isn't annoying. It's just someone asking a question. Mm-hmm. but her attention is on when someone asks a question over something I went over, it means I didn't do a good enough job explaining it. I didn't do a good enough job communicating. I didn't do my job. Exactly. And because of that, you're even like, it's probably even more than annoyed, mm-hmm. but but at the very least you're annoyed. Because then you start thinking about all the other places maybe you didn't do a good enough job. Uh-huh. And then you start feeling that. Yep. Right? That starts coming mm-hmm. up. And then there's all these other stories that pop up like you're so unorganized. Why didn't you think about that? Like. Uh-huh. And then we get into that spiral. Mm-hmm. So when I said when you feel a negative emotion, it's because you are choosing to operate from a limiting belief, something that is not true, that higher self has for you what is the limiting belief or lie that you are choosing to tell that i wasn't good at my job yeah that i'm not good at my job that i didn't Mm -hmm. do a good enough job that Mm -hmm. i'm not communicating exactly so what is the truth that's the million dollar question that higher self source or god refuses to let go of or see anything less than. If that's the lie, then what's the truth? Mm. For me, I think it's that I'm powerful. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Now, does that feel good or does that feel bad? That's amazing. When you put your attention on that I'm powerful, I'm powerful. Mm -hmm. If that feels amazing, then what does that mean? That means that my higher self is like, heck yeah, that's it. <laughs> yes. And I'm refused to go down to your level right. and join. They did not RSVP to your pity party of one. No. With I'm not doing a good job. I'm not do- I'm not capable. I don't have what it takes. Blah, 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 blah. They're like, no, I'm not going to join you at your party. RSVP, no. And when you choose to end that party, I'll be up here waiting. But in the mm-hmm. meantime, it's not going to feel good. Because you don't have me down there with you. Mm -hmm. And without me, it's going to be a shitty pity party. (laughs) You're actually secretly more powerful down there anyways, because you're attracting the things that you don't want. 
so you're being you're still being powerful oh absolutely but just in a different way uh, oh yeah oh yeah 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 <laughs> that's irony a hundred percent it's not like your power goes away down there mm-hmm. it, it's just look you're choosing to believe something that isn't true it's not that your power goes away it's not like oh down there you doesn't it's just like we're not going to entertain your lies mm-hmm. they're lies because you because if you're if you're saying what higher self is saying is i'm powerful then what you're saying there is i'm not powerful and it says i refuse to believe that mm-hmm. Julie. i refuse to listen to your lies that you're not powerful so when you're ready to stop telling yourself these lies i'll be up here waiting mm-hmm. and it's not going to feel good and it's going to hurt you because you get more of what you put out there. So what does your life become? What gets created in your life when you put out, I'm not powerful, I don't have what it takes, I'm not who I really think I am, I'm, I'm some lesser than version. More mess to clean up. More mess, <laughs> and then more evidence, and then the, the cycle perpetuates. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're talking about, where you must at some level be, begin to decide that you're gonna feel more towards the vision of the life that you want, not the one that you've created. Anytime you feel that negative emotion is because somewhere you're choosing to believe a lie. And again, even with something like tragic, you can feel good about feeling sad. Mm -hmm. It's a beautiful thing to feel sad. There's nothing wrong with feeling sad. It's beautiful to, to be filled with that level of emotion is more evidence that you're a human that loves mm-hmm. ah, it's a beautiful thing it's not something to be shamed it's not something to be I, i'm not allowed to feel sad i'm not allowed to cry what no what, what a beautiful thing you have you're not a robot you can yeah. feel okay that's a good thing it's you beating yourself up for it. you trying to get past it and hide it and shove it down and never experience it exactly so that's the goal guys the goal is not to feel happy 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 all day long it's to really care about how you feel and how you feel about how you feel is what really matters and anytime you don't feel good about something that's the indicator that you're operating from a belief that no longer serves you Mm -hmm. something that's not true And it's in those moments, this is the big takeaway, it's in those moments that you grow. You grow by letting go of the beliefs that no longer serve you. And if you're so focused on being happy, 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 let me stay on my Cheetos ridden couch and just watch Netflix all day, you're never going to bump into the contrast that allows you to find those limiting beliefs Mm -hmm. so you can let them go. Because... Anytime we're real, I'm going to tell you this right now, folks. Anytime you hear the phrase or, you know, the words like beliefs or limiting beliefs, the real tricky thing is, is you don't actually know what your limiting beliefs are. You don't. You don't because they hide. Mm -hmm. They hide from you. Was this one hiding from you until we talked it out? Yeah, it was. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. They're hiding. Okay. You don't just walk around and say, what are your limiting beliefs? Oh, let me get you started, okay? And by the way, if you think you know your limiting beliefs, there's something beneath that that you don't know. I I felt like before I really started going deep down the rabbit hole of personal growth, I was like waiting for my limiting beliefs Mm -hmm. to show up for me before Mm -hmm. I could like attack them and address them. Nope, nope. (laughs) So So backwards. It's backwards. So they show up as a hint. It's like a little Easter egg through your emotions. And if you're only focused on 
trying to feel good and ignore the negative and ignore the bad, you're refusing to learn the lessons and the opportunities for growth when you let go of the stories, the beliefs, and the interpretations that are holding you back. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if you struggle with like observing your thoughts as you go, at least if you just recognize that you're having them and then you can kind of contrast it with how would my higher self or what would the like seven figure entrepreneur version of myself think about this? Yeah. If I had already accomplished this or succeeded on this goal, Mm -hmm. how would I think of this differently or Mm -hmm. what new story would I tell? Exactly. So that was it. That's all I've got. What are your final thoughts, Jilly? Did this, this made sense to you, right? Yeah, it makes, it makes perfect sense. And I think just like being that 51%, Mm-hmm. as much as possible just helps a lot and just I hope that helps give you a little grace and a little just it's okay to have feelings <laughs> exactly and that's the whole point is how you yeah. feel about that bad day how mm-hmm. you feel about you know whatever went wrong yesterday and it's it's okay mm-hmm. it's when you get in trouble is when you feel bad about feeling bad and that's what we see a lot of people doing when they start learning about this mm-hmm. weird woo-woo stuff. And you can't ignore your problems. They'll they'll come and find you somehow. Yeah. Catherine taught me something really well. I didn't even realize what I was doing. It was like avoiding looking at my bank account. Mm-hmm. And that's a great indicator. Your bank account is just a great indicator of like your first little hint of how you might be feeling, especially about money. Catherine just texted us, by the way. Oh, synchronicity. I love it. So it's like, just look, open your phone right now. Open your banking app check out your bank account and just notice what comes up for you. Yeah. Yeah. And again, it's, it's to avoid a problem. First of all, you're the only one calling it a problem. So Mm -hmm. you choose to create a problem. If you choose to look at everything as a, a lesson, an opportunity for growth, the next challenge, then would you, if you looked at them that way, would you avoid those? Would you avoid lessons? Would you resist that challenge that, new possibility for growth no you'd head it face on be excited about because you'd know that it'd be you're on the right path to who you really want to be yeah okay good episode love it thank you guys so much for tuning in to a monday edition we're gonna do uh we got a special wednesday coming your way episode 239 you know who we're talking to brown bros the brown bros primal video how they've built a super successful membership in just a couple of months actually is a, an amazing story of how they they closed it down. And this this is great. We're gonna you're gonna hear it on the episode. This story, and I got I just roll my eyes because you hear all the time, oh my coaching program's heavy. My membership is heavy. My core everything I do is heavy. No, it's not. It's not heavy. Your relationship with it is heavy. And I'm going to tell you right now, if we don't fix your relationship with stuff, which is all fixable, it's all changeable, it's all malleable. If we don't change your relationship with stuff, you take your heavy stuff with you wherever you go. Oh, that the membership was heavy. So I closed it down and created a course. Now that's heavy. heavy. Yeah, it's just going to go with you wherever you go. Until we get to the specific Again, what is heavy? Negative emotion. Mm-hmm. The specific limiting lie that you are telling yourself about this membership or about you in the context of it, you're going to take your lies with you wherever you go. And this is an example of this episode in action in business where they transform their relationship with their membership, let go of the heaviness, and now it's the lightest thing, and they're going to take this thing to a multi-million dollar a year membership. I'm super stoked for them. That's a great episode. It's coming. 
in two days, Wednesday, here, same mind time, same mind channel. No. The Mind Your Business Podcast. Same bat time, same bat channel, the Mind Your Business Podcast. We'll see you then. Did you know eight out of 10 businesses fail within their very first 18 months? I believe being an entrepreneur means unlearning everything that we've been taught our entire lives about what it really means to be successful, which is why I've created a brand new audio program entitled Activate. I want to show you how to think, act, and behave like the successful entrepreneur that you were meant to be so you can step into the vision that you have for your life and your business. And the best part is this program is yours absolutely free. To register right now, simply visit www.jameswedmore.com forward slash activate and we can get started right now.